Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean and claim your eligibility for free, your brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, it's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey, welcome back to Hannity, everybody. This is Jay Sekulow with Jordan Sekulow. We together run the American Center for Law and Justice ACLJ, we've uh, handled a lot of cases you know about, and we are thrilled to be uh, sitting in for our friend, Sean Hannity. Folks, we've been talking about the situation at the border. We've been talking about the IRS in the first uh, hour of the broadcast. i, I got to tell you something. We're being joined right now by a very good friend of ours, Senator Bill Haggard Jordan, somebody that we've got to know very well, work with, and are thrilled that he's with us today. We do. We work very closely with Senator Haggerty uh, from Tennessee and his staff, who do an excellent job. And, Senator, I want to start with this. You had legislation because part of this the border crisis is not just the individuals, the, the illegal immigrants, but it's what they bring with them, what the cartels bring with them. We saw today a 14-year-old that was picked up with two pounds of fentanyl uh, by Border Patrol on them. I mean, that could kill thousands upon thousands of Americans. And you had legislation, the Stop Fentanyl Border Crossings Act, and Democrats defeated it. They actually voted against it. It's like... It's hard for people to understand when they follow this issue, Senator Haggerty. How can uh, your colleagues on the other side of the aisle vote against legislation to stop fentanyl from flowing into our border? Well, Jordan and Jay, it's uh, great to be back on with you. I love what you do at ACLJ, and uh, I really am thrilled that you're uh, helping our friend Sean Hannity today on the show. Um, you're right. Not only did they vote against it once, they voted against it twice. I brought this back to the floor. When I learned that the district judge had lifted uh, Title 42, the, the, the pandemic being the reason and the rationale that they were using Title 42, it's a health crisis, um, he lifted that, said the pandemic is over. We all know that. But I tell you, the fentanyl crisis isn't over. And we have lost more young people between the ages of 18 and 45 to death by overdose here in America in the past year than any other cause, most of it fentanyl, and coming across that southern border. 
We've got to do something about it. The Democrats are willing to block this. They will not do anything to get in the way of their aim to, quote, transform America. They have destroyed the border. They're flooding America, and they're turning every town into a border town. And you've seen the news. My home state of Tennessee, our home state of Tennessee, uh, has now been notified that we're going to have you know, people shipped into our state, single young males shipped into our state. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they cover this the same way they covered the shipment of people into Martha's Vineyard. You think the mainstream media are going to pick this up when it happens to Tennessee the way they did uh, in, in the liberal hotbed of Martha's Vineyard? They, yeah, of course they not. went on freak, freak, freaked out. You know, they, they, there's even the, the Martha's Vineyard migrant crisis is a wiki page. It's got its own wiki page. They are so upset about this. They've got their own yeah. Wikipedia page, the Martha's Vineyard migrant crisis. I wonder if we'll get one in Tennessee. Yeah, because the left doesn't want to ever point to, I hate to say it this way, they don't ever like to point to the evidence of what these this situation does to quote, border cities, which is now every city in the United States. Every state's a border state. We've been litigating these issues for decades. And the fact of the matter is, I don't know, I cannot tell you, Senator, how many families have been crushed by fentanyl and losing loved ones. I mean, it's happened in our own family. I mean, we've seen it. And it's tragic. I mean, I'm thinking about the people in our, our, our teams who's lost loved ones or cousins or nephews i mean it's just it's it's outrageous and you would think for a moment that the the left would say you know what this is a real problem on the border that is the vehicle of entry for sex trafficking it is the vehicle of entering for the drugs it is a vehicle of entering to put a tremendous stress on our cities and municipalities and when you say a stop fentanyl border crossing act, you would think, Senator, that the left would say, and your Democratic colleagues would say, you know what, we could all work together to stop fentanyl. I would certainly hope so, but it seems to be uh, inconvenient truth for them. Uh, they, they are still so focused on getting people, and I think primarily into sanctuary cities where they can have, uh, you know, the ability to, to up the count, so to speak, of humans, because you know how the census works. Wilbur Ross tried to change this when he was Commerce Secretary to add the question about citizenship. No, the number of congressional districts and therefore electoral votes are going to be determined by the number of people living in a given area. And maybe what they're trying to do in my state of Tennessee is shift those numbers in their favor as well. You know, it's it's interesting because right now, pending before the Supreme Court, if you're just joining us on Hannity, so the Supreme Court Chief Justice Roberts issued uh, last night a stay uh, in the case involving uh, the application of Title 42, district court said it can no longer be uh, applied. Court of Appeals said the same thing. Chief Justice stopped it, at least temporarily. That temporary, by the way, could expire tonight. Uh, while the United States responds to a, in a brief, that response, by the way, due uh, about the time we conclude the broadcast today, so we can get an order out of the court tonight, tomorrow. I've had them where they've gone for an hour. I've had them where they've gone for four months. I mean, you just don't know. But when you look at the problem center, and Jordan, you've talked about this a lot, every city's now become a, a border city. Uh, you heard from Senator Haggerty, and this is pretty breaking news. It just came out right before he joined us on the Hannity broadcast that Tennessee now is going to get this unspecified number, Senator Haggerty, of, of single uh, men who are just going to be dropped off. We don't know the amount, don't know the number. I don't know if we even have the location yet. So now uh, Tennesseans are going to experience, and like you said, is the national media going to run to Nashville or Memphis or Chattanooga or Knoxville to cover any of these stories? No. I don't think so. So it's up to us to tell the stories. Absolutely it is, and I appreciate your giving us an opportunity to do it. When you think about this, um, 
the, the number of illegal immigrants that have come into the country just in the past year, roughly 3 million. That's larger than the cities of Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville, and Chattanooga combined. That doesn't even include the Godaways. I mean, this is a already a tidal wave of people coming across that border, and now the Title 42 is, you know, in a stay position. But as Jay said, it could be lifted tonight, it could be lifted tomorrow, but once that stay is lifted, this is going to become a tsunami of human tragedy coming across that border. And I tell you, I, I, I've taken a group of Tennessee sheriffs and mayors down to the border. I've been there on other occasions. It is an absolute travesty what's happening. You see the misery that's occurring at that border, the people that have paid their life savings to these coyotes and cartels to get up there, to risk their lives, to come through, uh, you know, long, long and dangerous journeys. Then they're bringing fentanyl in along with them, the human trafficking that you mentioned. All of this is just a, a, a terrible situation. And from a national security standpoint, we have captured or encountered, is the polite word that the Biden administration uses, over 160 different nationalities at that border since Joe Biden took office. Over 160 different countries, a number of people that are on the terrorist watch list. There are only 193 countries recognized by the United Nations. I mean, this gives you an idea of the scope of the national security crisis that they have precipitated at our border. It's unprecedented, and everyone, including the mainstream media, are looking the other way. You know, the humanitarian crisis that this has created in the border and then in our communities and municipalities. Uh, folks, I've represented DAs in a variety of states uh, when these issues come up. And, you know, it's very, it's tragic what's happening to our families in our communities. It's tragic what's happening to the people that are, are, are being paying their life savings, as the senator said, uh, to be handled by a coyote. And they may or may not have known they had fentanyl in their backpack. Who knows? Uh, the point is they did. And that was coming into the United States. I want to I want to shift gears for a moment here, uh, Senator, because you introduced a bill to require the Department of Justice to prioritize stopping violent crime and fentanyl trafficking uh, rather than applying the Free Access to Clinic Entrances Act uh, on on abortion protesters, of which I've litigated more face cases probably than anybody. I've handled three, four cases at the Supreme Court dealing with related issues. And this idea that now, you're, as you said, you know, stop persecute, prosecuting ministers and arrest murderers. But the, but the Department of Justice dusted off the FACE Act, which hadn't been applied in a dec uh, decade, and all of a sudden they make it a cause celeb and they're spending real resources going after pro-life protesters. Well, if they wanted to go after them, local municipalities could for, like, trespass. But instead they try to turn it into literally a federal criminal case. No, th this is where the priorities of the Biden administration happen to lie. It's a war on conservative thought. It's certainly a war on pro-life. And if you think about it, uh, my legislation made a tremendous amount of sense, not to deploy resources in that manner, to put, put them against the hardened criminals that are here illegally that have been convicted as felons. They won't even do that. They won't even redirect their resources to get hardened illegal immigrants who are, who are felons out of the country. They'd rather come and attack Americans, whether it's pro-life clinics or it's uh, parents that are attending a school board meeting. You know, they're not going to protect a Supreme Court justice who's being marched upon in violation of federal law, uh, but they're going to do everything they can to harass and harangue conservative thinkers here in America. It's just a shame. It, it really is. Senator, we appreciate you being uh, representing really all of us, and we've certainly uh, appreciated working with you and your team uh, trying to advance causes for the country and, uh, of course, for your state of Tennessee as well, our state of Tennessee. But I also want to say thank you from all of us for all of the hard work you're doing. I know this is great challenges ahead. But uh, we're just glad you're there. Thanks, Senator. Thank you. Thank you very much, both Jay and Jordan. Thank you for what you do. You know, I wanted to say, and appreciate it, Senator, that, you know, you, we've, so far every issue we've hit at the American Center for Law and Justice, we've been front and center on all of these cases. A lot of these are coming back up again. So yeah. what you said, dusting off the FACE Act, 
and reprioritizing at the DOJ in a way that even the Obama administration wasn't doing. This kind of uh, leftist focus on pro-life protesters and ministers like Senator Haggerty was talking about instead of the drug traffickers, instead of the violent criminals. Uh, so they talk about defunding the police. And they ran away from defunding the police closer. That closer didn't work to out so well. No. But but it's not like they refunded the police. You know, that needs to be pointed out. All of this legislation that we've talked about today is about refunding law enforcement to do the right thing. They tried to make us out as conservatives to be anti-law enforcement. We're not anti-law enforcement. We are pro-law enforcement. We just want their priorities to be set right from Washington, D.C., especially if you're talking about federal law enforcement agencies. No, you're right. And the Department of Justice has a lot of flexibility, and they are exercising that flexibility. Folks, coming up um, in, in this hour of the broadcast, we're going to be joined with our good friend, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who also is a senior counsel for global affairs for the American Center for Law and Justice, where Jordan and I uh, lead the ACLJ in our efforts here in the United States and around the globe. If you want more information about what we're doing, I encourage you to do it. Go to ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org. It's a 501c3 not-for-profit organization involved in issue advocacy, litigation, standing up for the American voice that is oftentimes being attempted to be squelched, whether it's the, by government, local, federal, city, or state. ACLJ involved in all of these cases. We encourage you to check us out at ACLJ.org. Follow us on Twitter, at, yeah. also on Truth and at Jay Seculo, at Jordan Seculo, at ACLJ, and, of course, on Facebook as well. That's right, and I encourage you, you know, to support the work of the ACLJ. As we just said, Secretary Pompeo, former Secretary of State, former CIA director, is a senior counsel with the American Center for Law and Justice because of our supporters, because of our donors. He's part of our team at the ACLJ. We wanted to continue to increase the size of our team at the ACLJ so we can continue to protect more of your rights and constitutional freedoms. Support our work financially at aclj.org make that contribution online at aclj.org you can double the impact your donation this month of december this year end uh, which means we have a matching challenge double the impact at aclj.org mike pompeo former secretary of state our general our uh, senior counsel for global affairs joining us in the next half hour Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it, Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken through abortion. Now, Preborn.com, they're dedicated to saving these precious lives and they're using the science of 4D ultrasound to do it by offering free ultrasounds to any expecting mom. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. Now you see, when an expecting mother meets that precious baby inside her, they end up being more than twice as likely to choose life for that baby. Now you can join them in this incredible effort of theirs, and that's rescuing babies' lives. One ultrasound, 28 bucks. Uh, for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds. And you know what? You might be saving five lives. You can donate securely by dialing pound 250 on your cell. Use the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. And unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they support America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders that die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty, and they help our homeless vets as well. Now, these are the heroes that we all owe a debt of gratitude to. Now, the foundation's gold star, their fallen first responders, smart home, homeless veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us 
by the men and women that risk their lives and their bodies for our country and our communities. Now, the foundations never forget programs. They engage people in 9-11 remembrances all across the country with over 80 runs and walks and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues. They have their Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute to educate our kids K-12 through about America's darkest day, all while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. Anyway, we hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity and commit to 11 bucks a month so they can continue this great work. Go to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. You know, there's something neat about kind of what we do. And this is Jordan Seculo with the ACLJ. I'm here with my dad, Jay Seculo, who's our chief counsel at the ACLJ. There's a lot of the folks that we're going to be talking to uh, on the broadcast, especially this uh, third, uh, the second and third hour are actually team members of the ACLJ. So they're not just people we talk to on broadcast, but they're people that we work with behind the scenes as well. One of those is the former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. So you can imagine, whether we're talking about the border, because, of course, all the negotiations that take place with, like, Remain in Mexico and the Northern Triangle countries, uh, with the Latin American countries, with terrorism. And as a former Secretary of State, as a former CIA director, former member of Congress, a West Point grad, all of those things combined... And he's able to assist us at the ACLJ, Dad, when we are, when sometimes we're outside the yep. government, outside the executive branch, yep. but we're pushing the executive branch, we're pushing legislation, pushing FOIA requests and information like that. Well, you know, it's interesting because with uh, the former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, is, like, as Jordan said, is our uh, Senior Counsel for Global Affairs, we operate internationally. We have offices throughout the world, uh, including in Strasbourg, France, where the European Parliament sits and the European Court of Human Rights. But also we have offices in Jerusalem uh, that are very active. Uh, I've been to, and Jordan has as well, to the International Criminal Court in The Hague, where we've defended the U.S. interests. We've defended uh, Israel's interests uh, at the U.N. But what's interesting here is when we talk to the Secretary of State, I'm going to ask him about China. Because Jim Jordan's also coming up in this broadcast, and he's going to be heading up the Judiciary Committee. Uh, A lot of us would like to know what happened, how did the, the Wuhan lab, if that's where it originated from, and apparently that is where it originated from. How did they get funding, including from the United States? Maybe indirectly through a third party, but from the United States? I lost a brother to COVID, so I take it very personally. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When you have people like Jim Jordan now heading up committees, this is going to be a different world we're living in in about a week and a half. Uh, very different world. Now, you got a divided government. you got the Senate controlled by the Democrats. you got the Republicans controlling the House. And, of course, the White House with uh, our commander-in-chief, as he's called, uh, Joe Biden. And a a commander-in-chief that won't go down to the border where the crisis is, a commander-in-chief that will not address the issues that are the most concerned to the American people, including inflation, which is still out of control, and including a situation with China. So we're going to ask Mike Pompeo about all those. But as Jordan said, you know, we get to work with people like this. And, by the way, coming up later in the next hour of the broadcast, we're joined by former Director of National Intelligence, Rick Rennell, Senior Advisor to the ACLJ on issues of international security. I've got to ask him questions, by the way. There's a report that's out right now that the Department of Justice, during the Mueller probe, and we know a little bit about that since we represented the former president during that, was having warrants and subpoenas issued on members. Ready for this? On members of the Intelligence Committee's senior staff. The Department of Justice monitoring the Congress, which is, by the way, not the way it's supposed to be. And that's why we file Freedom of Information Acts at the ACLJ and go to court to find out what's going on. Check us out at ACLJ.org. 
More of Hannity. We come back right after this. All right, are you tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? You get talk and text and blazing fast data for just 30 bucks a month. Yep, on the same exact network, the same cell towers, the same 5G network as the big carriers like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. And how's that for saying uh, half the price, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, hallelujah. You can save money, especially in these tough economic times. Look, that's what Pure Talk is all about. It's a U.S.-based customer service team you'll be working with. There is no better service in the industry, and it's a veteran-owned business. It's simple to make the switch. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. If you do it now, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Same exact service. Average family saving close to 1000 bucks a year. Some families saving much, much more. Pound 250, keyword, save now from our friends at Pure Talk. And it will only take minutes of your time. Information download. Sean Hannity and the breaking news you might have missed today. It's Sean's insider information. Hannity is on right now. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. This is Jordan Secular from the ACLJ. I'm co-host of the broadcast today in place of Sean with my dad, Jay Secular, is our chief counsel. And we're joined now by the ACLJ's Senior Counsel for Global Affairs. You may know him best as the former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Mr. Secretary, it's great to be with you on Sean's broadcast. You're with us on our program um, often, a couple times a week, but it's great having you on here. I I wanted to start with the border question because, as I I mentioned at the beginning of the program today, uh, Title 42, up before the Supreme Court in the United States, John Roberts issued an administrative stay so that it could still be utilized today by our border patrols may not be the case by the time we're off the air. I mean, the government has to respond basically when we're done with the broadcast day around 5 o'clock, and then you, you could la- – I've had these stays last um, uh, an hour. I've had them last, you know, four months. But your sense of what lifting Title 42 uh, could do and will do to the American people because of the border crisis, it will help exacerbate. Jay, Jordan, thanks for having me on, uh, Sean show. Uh, it's great to be with you again. Look, lifting Title 42, we, we don't have to guess about what that means for America. You can see it with your own eye. Uh, the left can try to gaslight us, but make no mistake, you can see the thousands of people who are going to come across. Uh, even the administration's ex- estimated maybe as many as 7,000 people a day, 14,000 people. I mean, numbers that just stagger and boggle the mind. I, I'm, from, I'm from Kansas. You know, 14,000 people is a reasonably good-sized town. Um, every day coming across the southern border unlawfully, bringing with them goodness knows what, fentanyl, chemicals, drugs. We've had dozens and dozens of people on the terror watch list come across. Who who knows how many we haven't caught? Now, this will be devastatingly bad for the United States to lift Title 42. And the administration let this state come and did nothing. It tells you exactly about their intentions with respect to the border. They're not going to do a thing. I mean, we're starting to see Secretary Pompeo finally... Mayor Adams in New York. I mean, he's complaining over you know thirty thousand people. It's New York City, and you've got the governor uh, Newsom in California. That's a state that actually has a wall. Uh, speaking out about how this is just a total crisis and coming out of control. But it seems like, as you said, the Biden administration, Green Jean Pierre, and their press conferences is going to continue to gaslight us. They're going to continue to say, like Secretary Mayorkas, the border's secure. Uh, we're doing everything we can. It's the Republicans' fault. 
somehow it's the party that's in the minority currently in both the House and the Senate and the White House. Uh, it's their fault that the border is like this. And I, we, we've talked about this before, but all the policies you were putting in place under the Trump administration, it's like they can't stomach utilizing any of them just because it happened to be something done under the Trump administration. Jordan, your point, this isn't a Republican problem or a Democrat problem. This is an American problem. You're going to have big city mayors all across America to say what Mayor Adams said in New York City. Help. We have a crisis now, even the, the leadership in El Paso, right, that didn't want to say it now, realize they've got an emergency on their hands. And it is deeply, deeply dangerous to the people who are going to be sleeping on the streets. Tens of thousands of people sleeping on the streets in the cities along the border. That's not humanitarian. And, you know, you're to your final thought there. It took us a little bit, but we finally figured it out. We figured out how to stop precisely what you're seeing today at the border. We had slowed illegal immigration to a trickle. Uh, I promise you we would have all been fired if we had 7,000 people coming across the border on any one day, and we would have been right to have been fired. It would have been the right thing. This is possible to stop. We don't need to go to root causes and dream about funding El Salvador and Honduras and Guatemala. We need to do the things that America can do. We can demand that the Mexican government do its part. And when we do, when we get that right, when we turn the magnet off here, just like Remain in Mexico, that simple policy did, uh, you can slow down illegal immigration to a level that we can protect our sovereignty, protect our borders. The American people will demand this, and they certainly deserve it. Let me ask you this, Mr. Secretary. I want to go over to the situation in China. You've talked on our broadcast on Seculo often about the situation, the danger that China poses. But I think... For uh, those listening today, I, I want to recap that, so to speak. And that is, when you look at the global threats that the U.S. is facing, how do you rate the Chinese threat right now? The Chinese government, not the people of China, the Chinese government, the Communist Party of China's threat to the United States. Uh, Jay, it's number one. As external threats go, as people from outside trying to impact us here at home, changing the lives, the way we live in America, the Chinese Communist Party is number one. So then when you take it to, when we talked about this also, the universities are being infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party, even in, the, in America's leading universities. I, I saw this when I was Secretary of State. Uh, our biggest research inter- universities uh, doing high-end work are all dependent on the Chinese Communist Party and its money. Money for their research. Uh, students that come to the schools, they pay, you know, they pay full rate. They don't get a discounted rate. Uh, their, their pension systems now are often the, the college pensions, our state university systems are all tied to the Chinese Communist Party. So they have infiltrated. I talk about the Chinese Communist Party as being inside the gates, impacting ordinary Americans every single day. This isn't a foreign policy issue. This is an American issue that impacts us here at home every day. And the Biden administration has shown no willingness to actually confront it. You know, there was a move on TikTok, and we may need to explain it for people for a second. Uh, Secretary Pompeo, first to TikTok and the U.S. Senate saying, you know, this should be banned from government employees' phones. That's, you know, they're not yet going to the fact of banning it from all Americans' phones, but from federal government employees' phones. And yet the House has not yet taken up the legislation. This passed the Democrat-controlled U.S. Senate. Uh, We've talked about the dangers of TikTok. People have said, get this off your phone. This is uh, a spying tool by the Chinese Communist Party. How serious? I mean, the TikTok threat. There's a lot of people listening to this broadcast right now. They may not use TikTok, but their kids and grandkids do. Tell your kids to get TikTok off their phone. That is my that is my guidance because I, I, I care about your family, your kids, your security, your privacy. 
it is it is being pushed by the Chinese Communist Party both to collect information from our kids, but also to propagandize them, to push information to them, uh, so that they'll think about America as being not exceptional and about China and the Chinese Communist Party as being normal and decent. We know how perverse and how wrong that is. Now, we should not only get it off our federal phones. Uh, imagine, Jordan, just for a second, um, that we asked the Chinese military to put on a U.S. app that was spying on them on their phones. We'd be, right, it's not going to happen. We, we've been naive. We've been silly. Uh, we can fix this. Other countries have banned TikTok. We tried to do it in the Trump administration. Uh, frankly, we didn't get it done. There was some hope that we could figure out a way to disconnect TikTok from the Chinese government. I don't believe that's possible. We simply need to ban it, and everyone needs to take the app off their phones. You know, one of the things that you worked on, I'm going to move, move us to the Middle East, at, at the American Center for Law and Justice, as you know, Mr. Secretary, we've got an office, a very active office in Jerusalem, and handles a lot of issues throughout the Middle East, internet issues involving the International Criminal Court in The Hague, where I've appeared multiple times. Uh, interestingly, though, the Biden administration was pursuing aggressively a re-engagement in the Iran nuclear deal, as it's called. Now, when you were Secretary of State, you led the charge to get us out of that deal, which was horrible because it was no deal at all. I noticed in the last three weeks, silence from the administration. They were pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. About December 1st, it kind of stopped. Uh, what's your sense of, of what the administration was trying to accomplish? What do you think happened here? I know it's, you know it's hard to read the tea leaves sometimes, but you would know it better than anybody else. Yeah, my, my sense, Jay, is reality hit him in the face. <laughs> the reality of the Iranian regime and what they're doing to women and to uh, ordinary citizens who are just trying to do simple things and live their lives. And I think that reality became so clear. And then I think the Iranians can, just kept asking for stuff, and we kept giving it to them, and they kept telling them, no, no, that's not enough. And so I think the administration finally has now reached a point where they have come to recognize they can't get that deal done. I don't think it changes their view. Um, they have been acting in a way that cuddles the United States up way too close to Iran. I don't think that's going to change. But, boy, if you see what the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the Emirates are doing and hedging their bets with China, if you watch the Israelis do the same thing, that shows a disconnectedness from the reality of the Middle East that we delivered. Real prosperity, real peace, less risk. Our kids would have to go fight and die in the Middle East because of the work that we did for four years in the Biden administration. Much like we began, Jay, you talked about that just if, yep. if Trump and Pompeo did it, they can't do it. I think you're seeing the same thing here in the Middle East as well. You know, it's interesting because one of the last things that, that happened um, was, of course, the Abraham Accords, yep. which had a gigantic impact and reshaped, really, and we've been involved in, in the Middle East for, for 40 years. It reshaped, Mike, the, the trajectory of Middle East relations. It did. I'm really, I'm really proud of all the people who made that happen. Uh, including the people of those countries, amazing leaders uh, like uh, Mohammed bin Zayed and Mohammed bin Salman, the leaders in Bahrain, President Trump, Prime Minister Netanyahu. These leaders came together and said, enough of this nonsense of this historic misunderstanding of what it really takes to get peace. Uh, we changed the course of history. Uh, people in the Gulf Arab states will be better. Our Israeli friends will be better off. But most importantly, American young men and women will be far better off as a result of what we achieved. One more question for you, and that is the uh, we got a new Congress starting in just a few days. You served in Congress for a number of years. Um, we're going to be joined by Jim Jordan later in the broadcast. Uh, do you think now that the Republicans are going to have control of the House, barely, but control of the House, that we could see some real oversight of what this administration is doing? Because they never hesitated bringing you all up before Capitol Hill. Uh, do you think we could start seeing some real oversight here? 
I'm counting on it. And folks like Jimmy Jordan are going to lead it. Um, these are great Americans who are going to go work really hard to get answers for the American people. I, I'm convinced they will do good work on oversight. The administration will resist. They will fight. Uh, make no mistake about that. But there are lots of important things, things about how this virus was foisted upon America. Uh, the list is long. I know they're going to do these uh, this oversight work, and I pray that they do it well and just simply present back to the American people. That will be sufficient. You're absolutely right. We appreciate it, Mr. Secretary. And again, uh, folks, you, Jordan. Uh, great time to uh, understand the scope and nature of what we do at the ACLJ when you got Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, who serves as a senior counsel for global affairs. Merry Christmas, Mike, to you and your family. And I guess I, I, I want to say this, Jordan, for those that are new to hearing us in this context, and I'm thrilled to be hosting, we're both thrilled to be hosting Sean's program. Sure. We have people like Mike Pompeo. You're going to hear later from Rick Rennell, who's also part of our team. Yeah. These are these were cabinet members of the previous administration serving in leadership capacities within the ACLJ. Yeah, so it's expanded our expertise into a world of, of obviously, the legal world, the free speech world, the constitutional rights world, but then into the intelligence world, in the world of national security, in the world of diplomacy. We have offices all around the world. We had them before Secretary Pompeo joined the team. But that's because we, that's why we were a good fit. For Secretary Pompeo, we have international offices. We do work at the United Nations. Uh, we work in Pakistan. We work in very tough countries. You mentioned our office in, in Israel. We have an office in Pakistan right now handling a, a death penalty mm. case where a, a young Pakistani uh, Christian uh, male who was a teenager at the time he was in prison for blasphemy has been sentenced to death by hanging. Yeah. And that's, that's a case we're, we are doing directly. We represent that family. We're litigating, that one in, in, but we're litigating that in Pakistan. Yep. We're litigating it also at the United Nations, where our European Center for Law and Justice, our affiliate, has NGO status. That means full status to be able to appear before and and in what they call an intervention uh, at the United Nations. So, again, kind of a unique aspect of what we do at the ACLJ. If you want more information about what we do, we encourage you to go to aclj.org. That's ACLJ.org. That's the American Center for Law and Justice website. A lot of information there. That's right. People like Secretary Pompeo and Rick Rennell who are coming up, they write articles unique just for ACLJ.org each week. They appear in our broadcast. They work behind the scenes with us. And again, it continues to allow us to expand our work. We first brought it was Attorney General Ashcroft. Yes. The first cabinet member to join our team. And then we've added an additional two more. We continue to do that work because of your financial support of the ACLJ. Uh, I bet a lot of donors are listening to this broadcast right now, listening to Sean's show, and we thank all of you and appreciate all of you. It's how we do the work that we do. Support our work at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. We have an end-of-year matching challenge where you can double the impact of your donation. All you have to do is go to aclj.org. safe. It's secure. It takes a couple minutes of your time. Any donation is, is valuable to the ACLJ. All right, we're going to be back more with the Hannity Program in just a moment. people who make the news this is the sean hannity show hey welcome back to hannity everybody this is jay secular along with jordan secular together we run the american center for law and justice the music you just heard was from my band that was uh, john schlitz singing that tune with uh, also sings with john elefante who was a former lead singer for kansas john schlitz was former lead singer for a band called head east and then petra and we have a band called the jay secular band uh, mostly because that's the easiest name to search engine optimization I play the drums and a little bit of guitar, but uh, if you want to check that out, just go to Jay Secular Band on 
Facebook. Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking to our friend, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, because there's a report that came out uh, just yesterday, and this involves the Department of Justice. While the Russia probe was going on, while there was uh, congressional oversight into what DOJ's irregularities were with FISA warrants, as we know, there was fraud committed on the FISA court by the Department of Justice, uh, there were a host of issues of conflicts of interest. While all of that was going on, lo and behold, what happens? Well, the Department of Justice decides to issue subpoenas on senior staff for the intelligence community working with Devin Nunez. I'm excited to see Congressman Jim Jordan be re-empowered as the Republicans take back the House because whether it's this issue, whether it's the origins of COVID, we need Jim Jordan's voice back. We'll be right back. Hey, Sean Hannity here for my friends at Lone Star Transfer. Now, you've heard me for a while tell you the timeshares are kind of becoming a thing of the past. Now, unfortunately, many of you are still stuck in one. If you are, you don't have to be. That's where our friends at Lone Star Transfer can help. For well over a decade, they have successfully helped thousands and thousands of owners legally and permanently get out of their timeshare nightmare. They're also the only timeshare disposal company I personally endorse. Now, Lone Star Transfer is simply the best in the business, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They have thousands of five-star testimonials. Their clients actually want you to know that they're the only company you can trust. They guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. There's never been a better time to get out of that timeshare than now. Call today. You get a free, no-obligation consultation, 833-594-0075. That's 833-594-0075. They're on the web at LoneStarTransfer.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.